we're going to get to a conversation all about self-esteem. We kind of know broadly that this is an important thing to have, high self-esteem, but we might not actually know that much about it. So our next guest wrote an article for theconversation.com titled, What We Get Wrong About Self-Esteem. It's built through actions, not words. So what does that mean? How do we build up our self-esteem and why is it so important? We're going to get into it right now with our guest who's clinical psychologist and professor in the Department of Psychology and Neuroscience at Dalhousie University, Dr. Simon Sherry. Dr. Sherry, good afternoon. Thanks so much for making the time. Good afternoon. Nice to be speaking, Chelsea. I'm curious why it was that you wanted to study this. Why self-esteem? We have a cultural fascination with self-esteem, and that often lands in my office as a clinical psychologist. I also think it's necessary for us to learn a bit more about self-esteem because we often get it wrong and get it confused. For instance, there's a lot of emphasis on having high self-esteem, but high self-esteem can actually often backfire. People with high self-esteem are often quite defensive. They can be aggressive. They can be narcissistic. And, of course, there are a lot of problems attached to having low self-esteem, such as depression or eating disorders, as two examples. We also have to really look beyond our level of self-esteem. Some people, for example, might have high self-esteem, but it's really unstable. Hmm. I can be high at one minute, crash down the next, depending on how that selfie looks or an interaction with another person. It's interesting to think about it as something we might not really know about or understand as much as we think. How do you define it? What, Dr. Sherry, what is self-esteem? In basic terms, it would be the value we have for ourselves, the sense we have about ourselves. But it's so much more complicated than that basic definition. Mm-hmm. We talked about the stability or the instability of esteem. Yeah. For example, you could have self-esteem that's high and it's highly stable. So you're always going to more or less feel good about yourself. For other people, they get rocked on a moment-to-moment or day-to-day basis where their esteem's high and Monday comes crashing down on Tuesday. There's other things to consider, too, when we look at self-esteem. Some people get caught in a really strange place. Some people end up in what you could call a paradox. And in a situation like this, they're really high on liking themselves. They think they're great, all that in a bag of chips. Well, at the same time, they may actually be low at competence. Like, they're not so good at what they do. They're not professional or skilled at their work. So you get this person who thinks they're awesome, really high in the liking side of self-esteem, while at the same time being low in terms of their actual demonstrated abilities. There's all sorts of strange things that happen to North Americans when it comes to their self-esteem. I'm curious then, where does our self-esteem kind of collectively as a society, let's talk about North America or Canada specifically, where does our self-esteem fall? Is it different today than it would have been compared to the past? It is, absolutely. Starting in the 70s and then starting to reach a ridiculous height in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, we've been preoccupied with the self and also really focused on building self-esteem. Keep in mind, 1950s, no one's talking about this at all. Self-esteem was not a word or a notion circulating in popular culture. So we've got really me-focused in our society. And 
these levels of self-esteem kept going up and up and up and up. They probably peaked in the millennial generation, maybe are going down a tiny bit in Gen Z. The bottom line is when you measure people on self-esteem now, the vast majority of them score at the high end of the self-esteem scale. And that's a really sharp contrast to mainland China, Japan, where people don't have this inflated sense of self, don't see themselves as so awesome and superior and better. I think we we sort of consider, at least from what we understand, that high self-esteem is a good thing. But why? What does high self-esteem really result in? It can result in an awful lot of problems. I'm not even sure that it's worth questing on. If you go into chapters of the like, you'll see all sorts of self-help books with how to build soaring self-esteem right. and the like. I think that a lot of that is pop culture fluff. I'm not even sure that we should be focused on self-esteem. I'm not even sure we should be so focused on ourselves. <laughs> like I said, this is a cultural movement that really caught fire. Maybe instead of always focusing on the self and building up your esteem, you could focus on having some discipline. Self-discipline would be good to focus on. You could even turn your focus off yourself and look to other people. Maybe help them out. Get involved in your community. Maybe we're all a little too self-focused these days in a place like Canada. Yeah, I think probably a lot of people are nodding along with that. What seems like sort of a a narcissistic few generations, uh, at least by some people's definition. So in your article, you talk about the the ways that we get self-esteem wrong. And in the title, you talk about it being built through actions and not words. So is that what you're talking about is kind of kind of moving away from this inflated sense of self and putting that energy towards actionable community driven purpose? Actionable goals are really important and moving toward them in a overt, observable, concrete behavioral way is hugely important. Standing in front of the mirror telling yourself you're awesome, pumping up your self-esteem is going to do little, if anything. In fact, there's evidence that that backfires and makes people feel worse and perform worse. Instead, why don't you focus on reaching measurable, concrete goals and earning your way to feeling better about yourself? If you want to feel confident about school, study harder. It seems like there's um, sort of this wellness trend that I think has taken hold of, you know, arguably younger generations. And it's sort of what you're talking about right now, this idea of affirmations in the mirror and these sort of trendy ways that we can kind of build ourselves up. Do you find do you find a lot of that problematic just because it's not based in any sort of research or science? Can you expand a little bit more about how you think that that can actually have a backwards effect? Yeah, there's a lot of pop culture fluff in the self-esteem area. And I think rather than asking ourselves, is my self-esteem high, is it low? How do I build my self-esteem higher? A more relevant and maybe difficult question to ask yourself if you want to stare in the mirror is, how do you acquire your self-esteem? Now, what do you do to enhance, to keep alive, to maintain, or to protect your self-esteem? Do you have to crush people? put them down to feel good about yourself? Do you have to starve yourself in order to meet your requirements for self-esteem? What are the things you're willing to do to get self-esteem? Do you have a relentless need for self-esteem? Are you always chasing it in unhealthy ways? That's a more difficult question. A similar one would be 
So you got yourself some self-esteem, that's good. But what does your self-esteem depend upon? Some people have what I'd call contingent self-esteem. They can feel good about themselves as long as they hit certain targets or outcomes. So they can feel good about themselves as long as they're pleased with the shape of their body, their level of intelligence. Maybe they're feeling productive. Maybe they hit the gym. Maybe they feel like they're living a moral life in accordance with their beliefs that's contingent self-esteem so those folks have good times and good days until they don't meet one of those contingencies until they don't get that promotion or don't get that win and then they can really crash and end up in a state of depression or similar negative mood so it sounds like you know maybe we need to take the focus off trying to achieve high self-esteem but we also need to you know not also suffer from low self-esteem and try to find that sort of stable middle ground. What do you recommend? How do you suggest that people move towards that? I think of parenting for a question like that. I'm a parent myself. And if you don't think critically about it, you may actually unwittingly be creating little self-esteem monsters who constantly need to have their esteem fed by congratulations you know congratulations you just walked down the hall (laughs) it's not worth congratulating someone over or ridiculous things i see in the hockey world my kids are in until they get to a more competitive level don't put the score up on the scoreboard lest we damage a child's self-esteem meanwhile the kids on the bench know it's Mm 11-9 in the game itself so as a society we have to think about how we want to parent our children whether that's parents or agents of socialization like at schools for instance a lot of loving caring parents are going to praise their child you're so smart you're brilliant i can't believe how intelligent you are that sets up a belief that your performance is tied to a genetic endowment we'll call that your intelligence and that you're special because of your intelligence so you know when you run into a wall when you get encounter a math problem you can't solve those kids quit because they figure well it's in not in the cards for me i don't have the genetic ability to overcome this however if you praise a kid for being hard working for being disciplined i noticed you really persisted at that that was hard you showed some grit love your determination there keep working hard if you keep working hard you can go somewhere with math that's a kid who's going to persist instead of quitting to protect their esteem Dr. Sherry, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts this afternoon. I know a lot of people agreeing with you right now on the text line and uh, and uh, giving you a little bit of a mic drop moment here. So we'll try and create that on the radio by uh, letting you go. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, me too. Take care. That's Dr. Simon Sherry, clinical psychologist and professor in the Department of Psychology and Neuroscience at Dalhousie University. I wrote a great article for theconversation.com titled, What We Get Wrong About Self-Esteem. It's Built Through Actions and Not Words.